had it planned out like a blueprint. Gonna chase my knots where the moon went. I was bright lights burning small towns and cities. In a fast car, flying solo, feeling so high on my own road. Tilt of the world couldn't shift me. Then your kiss came swinging like a hammer. Tony Fair, founder of Victorian Grooming Company. Is your beard feeling dry or the skin underneath itchy? Maybe you'd rather soften and tame your beard instead. Our classic collection of beard oils, balms, and soaps will leave your beard looking, feeling, and smelling amazing. And if you prefer shaving, our pre-shave oils and shave soaps will give you a smooth and razor burn free shave. Handmade in Edmonton with natural ingredients, visit victoriangrooming.com. 
Hi, this is Damien Bagley from the Viper Creek Band, and you're listening to Tell Craig Your Story podcast. guys, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. Today we'll be speaking to country and western singer Damien Bagley. Now Damien is the lead singer of the very, very popular Viper Creek Band. Now Damien is now residing in Newcastle, Australia. Now the Viper Creek Band are bringing out albums that are consistently becoming number one in the ARIA charts. Now, we also talk about his early days with Valhalla, and we also talk about his experiences playing with Keith Urban and touring in Nashville, USA. But before we go, please go to our website. We're at Podbean. Tell Craig your story at podbean.com. And we have a link tree there which tells you where Tell Craig Your Story podcast is streaming at Tell Craig Your Story. And we also have a VK for our Russian listeners and WeChat for our Chinese listeners. We also have a YouTube channel there. Make sure you're subscribing to get the latest updates. And I know some of you do prefer the video rather than the audio. So let's check it out. All right, here we go. This is my chat with Damien Bagley on... Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Hey, Damien. How are you doing today? Hey, Craig. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. Thank you very much for your time. No uh, problem at all. I know you're a busy man uh, doing lots of touring, and so it's good to all get together. So first question I, I want to ask is, how have you dealt Last year, you survived it. Barely. <laughs> um, how, how did you go about sort of adapting with, with not being able to play? Yeah. Tell tell us about that. Yeah, man, it was it was really tough, especially when y- you love what you do, and we love to tour and love to get out and play to people. Um, and we had a really busy year. We we put out a record the year before, so we were still kind of touring off the back of that. Yeah. We just. Uh, released a new single right at the start of uh, the the f- first lockdown, and um, yeah, we lost. I don't even know what it was. Something like twenty odd shows overnight. Wow. Um, but 
you know, I, I did some uh, some online stuff. I did a Saturday Night Live yes. on Facebook and, and just interviewed a lot of my friends and played some songs and, and yeah, I got into the art of making cocktails. So I uh, <laughs> I drank a lot during the uh, the, the lockdown, but uh, yeah, it, it was it was really tough, man. Like yeah. I just I can remember just waking up every morning and opening up the blinds and just looking outside and going, is this is this life? Yeah. And then trying to fill in the day and closing the blinds again at night and just yeah it. It was tough. I kind of, uh, once shows started to come back, I, I, I've been out doing a, a, quite a few kind of just solo pub yes. gigs, which I I stopped doing. I haven't done them for, for a couple of years because the band has been so busy, but um, I was just like, anything to get out of the house at the moment. <laughs> yes. Just get me out of the house. I'll, I'll even play Daryl Braithwaite covers if I have to. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it was tough, but we got through it. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of your family being safe, is everybody all doing well on that side? Yeah, yeah, everyone's really good. Most of my family are uh, are in northwest New South Wales, so they they actually haven't even had a case where they're from out out that way. So um, yeah, but they've still got to abide by the same rules as us. And I know my mum's still got to wear masks to work at the moment. It's uh, crazy times. Crazy times. Yeah, certainly is. And in terms of like not playing gigs, you know, we are writing, we are thinking of ideas, you know, riffs or you know what? melodies. That was kind of the plan. I'm like, I'm going to have so much time to write. <laughs> and uh, having a lot of friends in Nashville, and obviously they're in a bad way over there. So I thought, well, yeah. I'll, be able to, I'll be able to Skype write and Zoom write with all these guys and we're going to have so much time on our hands. And I just never felt inspired to do anything i think right. I, was, I was definitely it was some kind of depression you know just being cooped mm. up inside and and not being able to do what you love to do so i yes. i didn't write a thing not right. the, during the whole lockdown so um i had a couple of rights kind of booked in i cancelled them i just wasn't wasn't in the headspace really yes right so and, and I probably and, should have, cause we're, we're probably due for some new music this year, but um, that's right. <laughs> we'll see how we go. And, and I guess, like, you don't want to be writing about, like, COVID and what's happening. It's a little bit depressing. So I, I yeah. guess you want to be in a good frame of mind, right? Yeah, especially with what we do. It's, it's kind of kind of positive in a way, I guess. Yes. Like, our, our thing is we like to play live and people to have a good time. That's what it's all about. So, yeah, just... Stay clear of that negative stuff, I feel. Yeah. Having a good time, having a few beers and rock, rocking out. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about uh, actually 20, 2021. I mean, uh, you go to your website, you've got your booking, uh, you know, you've got like a super cruise uh, booked for 2021 at the end yeah. of 2021. So everything's all looking bright. It is uh, a lot of a lot of the festivals that we got that were cancelled last year are kind of rescheduling for this year, right. so we're picking up a bit of stuff. So hopefully that kind of leads into twice as much work this year. But yes, um, things are looking good. We've uh, we've we've done a, quite a few gigs the last few weekends, and we've got one this weekend too. So it and feels how, how like is there's how, some sort oh, of normality coming back. Sorry, Damien. In terms of uh, playing a gig, have they got like the restrictions there? Do you have to wear masks in into the clubs or you know going to a show? Yeah, it's 
it's pretty much kind of normal that like there's a limit on people, but I think they've just lifted the limit of the square meter rule, whatever that is. I think it's kind of back to normal now, but right. people can't dance, and that's uh, <laughs> that's really tough. That's uh, crazy, it, it was, isn't it? It was kind of a novelty at first to to play a gigs, playing gigs, be back playing gigs after so long. Yeah. And even though people couldn't dance, it was like, oh, well, at least we're playing and, and they seem to be enjoying themselves. But it's kind of getting to the point now where it's really just affecting us because we're like, are, are people enjoying this, having to sit down? Um, yeah. So I think even outdoors now, it's the, there's still restrictions on dancing, but hopefully we haven't had case in New South Wales for 30 days, I think, today. Oh, that's so good. Hopefully they'll... um. They'll lift some stuff this week so we can dance this weekend because, yeah. It's, it's very annoying. I don't want to get too into it, but, you know, they're having those riots in Sydney there last year and there was 10,000 people there that, you know, you, you can't get up and dance. Or, yeah. You know. <laughs> well, the, the hilarious thing was we played – we do a Sydney Harbour Cruise every year, which we had to, to cancel last year but we rescheduled we did it two weeks ago in february right and we were cruising around the harbour and we could see the sydney cricket ground and we were on a cruise boat like just a small there was 150 of us on this on the boat but we knew that there was 30,000 people at the cricket but we weren't allowed to dance or or or, <laughs> or sing punters aren't allowed to sing either wow at, at gigs here so yeah. That's just it's, ridiculous, isn't it? It's silly. <laughs> you could stand there and scream the top of your lungs over the band, but don't sing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, know. well, let's hope it's going in the right direction. Hopefully, hopefully it'll, it'll get better. Totally. So, Damien, the Viper Creek band, Valhalla. So let's go way back, even before that. So I do believe that you grew up in a, a small little town, Narrabri. Is it yep. correct? Born so, in Narrabri. Yep. Uh, so tell us about that uh, for the international listeners. Uh, whereabouts is that in Australia? So it's uh, northwest New South Wales. Right. Um, I guess uh, there's. Pro- I think there's the population is about seven or eight thousand people. So it's a, a fairly small town, like lots of uh, farming and cotton farming and stuff like that. That uh, that way. This is kind of the big industry. Uh, yeah. Not not a lot of music out in those parts but um i, I just uh, kind of grew up with a massive love of, of music and yes yeah were your mum were your mum and dad like musicians as well not musicians but really big music fans like they both loved music and so there's a lot of music in you know i remember car trips and all the music that i thought my dad was kind of torturing me with <laughs> at the time like the beatles and Right. Like I thought, I used to hate the Beatles. Now I've got like a Beatles tattoo on my arm. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Things change. Things change. Yeah. Mum and Dad were, were massive music fans, so I guess I got the the love of music from them. And right. yeah, got a guitar at thirteen and started to to learn and play songs and stuff like that. And found a few like-minded people in Narrabri and started my first band when I was sixteen, I think. So I was. 16 and playing in pubs and clubs and stuff around Narrabri and so what does the music seem like there in Narrabri I mean there's quite a few musicians around there I guess and I think back in the day there was probably two or three bands in the town yes um 
not a lot to do in in those places. So and, and especially back in those days before the internet and and Netflix and stuff. So people used to go out and watch bands a lot all the time. Yes. So we were we were playing a, a lot back in those days. Was your first band there in Narrabri or, or was was this a little bit later after that? No, in Narrabri. So a couple yeah. of guys I uh, went to school with and I uh, I played bass in that band. Funnily yeah, right. Enough, I, was, yeah, I was just a bass player. Just a bass player. Sorry, bass players. Um, <laughs> and then we had a we had a singer at the time and I think we had some kind of disagreement and he just didn't turn up to a, a, a gig one night and... I was I knew I could sing in key and I had I, I did sing a couple of songs in our in our set. When he didn't show up, I'd have said to the boys, Look, I know all the words, I'll sing. From there, yeah, everyone all the punters that were there were like, Oh, you guys sound so much better when you're you're singing, so you you should be the singer and we're we're thinking, that's one less person we have to pay. This could, <laughs> this could be this could work. Yeah, I kind of maybe never wanted to be the the lead singer but kind of fell into it and Still so it's very, it. very natural later. progression. Like yeah. most people work at it really hard. They do training, you know, to you know, with their vocals. But you know, it must be very natural, right? Well, I don't know. I've had quite a few uh, lessons since then, and and learned a right. lot. But back then, I, I, I don't know if you call it singing. Maybe it was more like screaming. Screaming. <laughs> <That's but. laughs> <laughs> and, and what's the music? Uh, what what sort of music were you playing back then? Like, was it just like, a bunch of covers, like classical yeah. rock? Or? Yeah, basically covers, you know, from John Mellencamp to the Rolling Stones. And, uh, I mean, at the time, I guess, it was the 90s, so a lot of uh, Pearl Jam and yes. probably Silverchair and I'm trying to think what we used to play. Nirvana. Nirvana, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so just... Stuff that people liked and that we kind of liked too. So, yeah, lots of fun. Uh, and then did that band uh, record anything or it was just sort of like a, you know, here we are, we're playing some covers? Did you no, play we kind the- of – it was just covers that that band and yeah. and we kind of – we were all in year 12 together and then once school finished, everyone kind of left town. And, and right. We're still friends. I see those guys still, still all the time. So, yeah, good memories. And is it like – after you leave school, is it like, okay, let's go to Newcastle, let's go to Sydney? Well, yeah, uh, this is where Valhalla's going to come into it. So, right. Which was my – I was in a, a cover band in Newcastle, which Craig knows about. Uh, I, was, I think I was in that band for nearly 18 years. Wow. Um, so it was a long time. I kind of met these guys. They, they were called Valhalla. They, they were already a, a band before I joined. Was this um, still in Narrabri? Well, they, they were all from Moree. So right. So that's about 100 kilometres northwest further. Like, a, a, yeah, it's, a, it's about an hour's drive from Narrabri. But they were, they were all from there, and they were kind of doing the, the pub scene as well. And I think at the time that their their singer was was a bit older, and they were kind of looking for someone a bit younger and to, to join. And um, they actually came to Narrabri and did a show, and, and I had a show the next night with my band, I think it was, we, the guys had come back to town for something and we were playing some party and and I said to the guys, you know, why don't you come out to the, the show and get up and, and we'll play some songs together and that can kind of be my audition. And uh, they turned up to the party and got up and we played a few songs and they they offered me the, the gig. Yeah, I kept going back from Narrabri to Moree, 
like every weekend and and rehearsing until we got the the kind of show up and running and then then we started playing gigs all around the northwest and and it it was a really good time back in like in those days like um the northwest new south wales there's a bit of a, a a cool scene there and i still remember there was ads on tv and all the all the venues would take out you know advertising time and they promote where where all these bands were playing on the weekend and we'd be we had a 22 seater bus um and we'd chuck the pa in the back yeah right. we would travel we would play well actually we we, we kind of we moved to tamworth we all moved to tamworth because we we're getting a lot of work around there but we would play right. port macquarie you know way out to lightning ridge and all those armadale and all those towns around then and then then we started to get a lot of work in around the hunter valley in newcastle we we're, were pretty much coming here every weekend right and and we were we were all massive fans of the screamer jets nah, and Silver Chair. so so we were like we've got to go to newcastle that's where the the scene is so yeah i it was the day after my 21st birthday. We we all moved here to um to Newcastle. Yeah right. And, and back in those days, I guess God, what, 95, 96. You know what it's like. There was a there was a great music scene. Yeah. Originals and covers and and everything like that. You could literally play seven nights a week yeah. around Newcastle at that that time. Um. And we were very young and very silly and uh, <laughs> had a lot of fun. Yes. Good times. And we were just talking off air before about me seeing you play at the castle. And, yeah. That was part uh, of our resident gig. Yeah. Back in the day, we would play that. Uh, we had a residency there playing every Wednesday night for a lot of years. And then we play every second Saturday as well. Right. There. So, um, yeah, lots of, lots of fun. And that was that was really cool. Like there were so many places you could just walk into and just see like a live band play, whether it was covers or originals. King Street and Hunter Street, I remember. Yeah. Like, there'd be twenty odd venues, and they would all have a band. And yeah, you could walk into the uh, what was it called, the Star Hotel, and you know, one of the Screamer Jets, like Paul was singing, right. would, be, would be there playing Helping Hand yes. or Better or something like that, and you'd go to the next bar, and such and such would be. Yeah. There it was yeah, really good times. The Grand, times. the Underground, the yeah. Cambridge, and yeah, uh, yeah there was the Ducks Nuts. Ducks you know, Nuts. Ducks nuts? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it used to be the Family back in the day, but uh, it was a bit before my time. But also the JR, they also used to have yep. like a, a band play there. And I actually think the JR was our very first gig in yeah, Newcastle, right. and it was yeah, a, wow. I remember Sunday night, and you would start at midnight on a Sunday <laughs> yeah, night. Right. Like midnight, wow. and everyone would go to the the beaches or something, and then yeah, the beaches, then, yes. and then it would close down, and then everyone would be at the JR, and and um, yeah. And did you get did you get some gigs at the Palais as well, or was that? I never got to play the Palais, um, right. but I know that that was kind of a pretty massive venue back in the day. But yeah. I, I never even got to see it see a show there. Even I think that might have been maybe a bit before my time mm. here. They, or, they tried. I think they tried to reopen it, and yep. uh, I remember when my f- band was first starting there in Newcastle, we actually played not on the stage but in front of the stage, and it was like right. a 
trying to get money into it to to redevelop okay. it but yep. yeah it didn't sort of work but i was just we're just saying like you get your stamp at the castle yep. uh then go to the the newcastle workers club the yeah, the disco. Disco, yep. and then that'll that'd finish at around midnight and then you'd come back to the castle and normally your band would be playing there rocking out yeah until um, about 2 30 in the morning yep. that's right that's <laughs> right so that that was the sort of the routine and then you'd maybe walk to the grand hotel but uh yeah some good times there and uh oh. i remember you playing freak and you know yeah. pearl jam and nirvana like you said before and uh really really rocking out so how long did valhalla sort of keep going for in that stage so, yeah well, 18 years so i'm trying to the wow. timeline if it's what is it 2021 i guess we've we kind of finished as viper creek started so i, I want to say 2011, January 1st, we did the New Year's Eve 2010 into 2011 was our last show, and then kind of Viper Creek took over. So it was 18 years and many, many members in and out of that band, but, um, yeah, lots of but great is, is there one Is there one thing that sort of stands out touring with Valhalla uh, that you can think I of? I guess we, we, we did do, like, predominantly a, a cover band, but we, we put out an EP in, uh, oh, yeah. in 2000 and, and of original stuff, which nobody should ever try and find that. It's <laughs> it's not worth listening to. But, like, that was a fun time to just kind of recording our own stuff and, and putting it out and lots lots of fun with those guys. And, and they're all still friends as well. A lot of those guys were, were, were in the very early stages of Viper Creek Band as well. So, right. um so I, yeah. guess the, I guess there was sort of the stage there where, especially if you're in a cover band or even if you're in an original band, it haven't been sort of signed. It's like, okay, I'm getting a little bit older now, family, relationships, you know, I've got to work. How, how was that for you? Was it difficult, like, uh, to balance work and playing in Valhalla? Yeah, I, I guess I, I met my wife in 2005, and I think I was at a point in uh, where I'd, was thinking about giving up music and I went out wow. and tried the, tried the day job thing. And yeah, I installed security systems and cameras and crawled around in roofs. Oh, right. Wow. And yeah. And then I, I, I ended up getting a job at Billy Hyde's music here in oh, Newcastle yes. and I sold guitars and pedals and, but then Viper Creek kind of crept in and, and yeah. Uh, so, so tell us about, tell us about that. Hugely popular all around Australia and in the U.S. as well. I've seen you yep. done a couple of tours there of the U.S. Yeah. So how did that all come about? You said that you played your last Valhalla gig. Did any of those band members, you know, did you think that, you know, these guys were interested or, you know, they just want to break away from that band? Yeah, well, it was actually a couple of guys that were in Valhalla previously that I kind of started Viper Creek with. But right. I, I grew up. Obviously in Narrabri, country music is pretty big there, and um, I spent a lot of time with my my grandfather growing up, and he was the world's biggest Slim Dusty fan. Right. So I kind of feel before I was probably 10 years old, I really didn't realise that there was any other music other than Slim Dusty. You know, like that's <laughs> kind of what what he listened to, and uh, so I've always had a a passion for country music, and even even in the 90s, I I remember like. I had long hair and, you know, 
you know, everyone wanted to be Eddie Vedder or that's you know, right. like the grunge, the, the grunge the thing. Metal. But I would, <laughs> we would get in. I was, I was saying before about the bus we had, twenty-two seater bus, mm. and we had the old CD Walkman with the cassette that you'd plug into the tape player, like. And I'd be playing Garth Brooks and Shania Twain and Brooks and right. Dunn and Alan Jackson. And the guys in my band were like, yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> and and I always had a plan. I said, when I when I turn 30, I want to I want to do a country thing. That was always kind of the plan to, to end up here. Yeah, that's, that's what very, happened. Very interesting. As, uh, again, as we were speaking before, you know, I recognise – the band and uh, some of the songs that you used to play. And then I, I go to the brewery for lunch and all of a sudden I see Valhalla, but he's playing all country and Western <laughs> songs. And it's like, hang on a sec. Yeah. It looks like Valhalla, but it's, you know, it's turned different, different style. So yeah. um, initially you know, you would have had the Valhalla fans, like the, the regulars coming to watch you play. So how how was their reaction to to the, the Viper Creek originally when it first started? I mean, anyone who kind of, who knew me knew that I loved like country music anyway. So they kind right. of knew that I had that in me, but there was, there was definitely some, what is he doing? <laughs> what is he doing? Kind of reactions amongst people. But um, yes. Yeah. I think they they took it pretty well, and I I mean, our style of country is on the cusp of being rock, rock too. So yes. it's, it's not too far of a you know left turn to to get where we are. Really. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. So let, let's talk about this. So you said that uh, Van, uh, Valhalla played their last show. Was it a, a very brief period to, to transaction into the Viper Creek? Did you want to write original music straight away? Yeah. How, how, how was that transaction for you? I think I'd already started to write a bit. I'd been to Nashville the year before. Right. As just as, as a fan, I went over for the, the country music festival in, in Nashville. Oh, wow. Um, and just got immersed in it. Like, the, yes. if you've ever been to Nashville, it's just like they live and breathe country music there. And yes. um, I was just like, I've got to do this. So I think I, I started writing and had quite a few songs already written um, by the time we started the band. And we kind of just, Valhalla folded and we started rehearsing with the Viper Creek lineup. Yes. I guess it, it was. It was nearly a year before we played a show, really. So right. we just got it all happening. And we actually recorded an EP before we'd, we'd done a show. So, and we a funny little thing we did was we kind of, I let my friends and people who supported my music over the years kind of choose the band name and stuff like right. that. So we had, we did a, an online kind of poll on Facebook and we had like five names. And I can't even remember. There was like Mercy Wheel was one, and such and such, and and Viper Creek Band, and and everybody loved. Like ninety percent of people voted for Viper Creek Band. And um, so where did that originate from? Right. So the name, I we my wife and I uh, had been to America, as I said, and we we were walking down Sunset, and we took a selfie outside the Viper Room. Ah, oh, gotcha. Yeah. So we uh, there was a photo at the 
at the front of our house of us outside the Viper room, and I'd walk past it every day, and I'd like, Viper, that's there's something cool about that. I'd love to put that in a band name, and uh, I just got to thinking, how do I, how do I make that sound country? And I thought, creek. <laughs> What's more country than a creek? Are you actually, is there actually a Viper Creek anywhere? No, I don't think in... there is. No, all right. I think we need to, to make one though. We need to name one or something. That's right. Um, and at the time, I was really into the Zach Brown band, so I liked the the Zach Brown band, yes. like that kind of feel. So it was the Viper Creek band. So that's where the name kind of came from yeah that's very 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 interesting yeah so you said you said that you had the ep uh, already written with the viper creek did you have management already with viper creek as well or no. was it something that you were just doing by yourself in all honesty mate all, like all we wanted we we were just doing viper creek for for mainly mainly fun right we, we thought if we can get a couple of sunday afternoon gigs around newcastle Yes. And and maybe we could play the Tamworth Country Music Festival like the, the following year. Maybe we'd get a couple of gigs up up there. Cut to all this online Facebook. The, 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 I got people to, to choose the name. And as we were uh, writing the songs in the studio, I'd put little videos, snippets of the song and say, what do you guys think this should end up on the EP and stuff? So people kind of felt involved in the band we got they got to choose the album cut the photo for the album cover right um, we just put it all on a vote so it was like a almost like a facebook reality show kind of yes thing. people got to vote for their thing by the time the album came out i really had no idea what was going on and it was released and it was number one on itunes that that morning so we wow. sold a lot of copies where no one had ever seen the band live before just like word so of mouth. Really, you know, just... the band was it was just meant to be fun. It was just was never meant to kind of end up where it has. It was yeah. just, we thought we'd go to Tamworth and do a couple of shows and and maybe they'd play our film clips on CMC if we put one out and yes. and stuff like that. So it was it was kind of just an this snowball thing that happened with the band and gained momentum and I can remember um talking to some booking agents here in Newcastle who booked my band. Yes. Uh, Valhalla. I'm like, was oh, it EAO? That, that was one of the big that, ones. Yeah. yeah, they're one of the big ones here. Huh. It wasn't them, but um, okay. I, won't, I won't name anyone. But okay, they, they, sure, sure, sure. They, they told me there's no room for country music. No one wants to hear country oh. music in Newcastle. Oh. And I'm like, you are kidding, right? Because yeah. like, I know that there's a lot of country music bands oh, yeah. in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. So I went to the venues direct and just said, look, can, can we come and play on Sunday? We'll do it at a very cheap rate. And if people don't like it or they walk out, don't pay us. And we did our first show, I think it was like October 2011. It was massive and it just, you know, the punters loved it and just... So so you're still doing uh, like uh, country covers to sort of fill the setup, right? Yeah. I mean, we only had six or seven original songs, so right. obviously I'm a massive Keith Urban fan, so we played a lot of Keith Urban, we played yes. Garth Brooks and Alan Jackson and, uh, you know, like a lot of the, the newer kind of Eric Church and Kip Moore and stuff like that, the newer American covers and Zach Brown Band and and stuff like that. So And, and we th- like we also threw in some stuff that was on the cusp of country, I mean, John Mellencamp, in a, in, yeah. a, in a way, like is is pretty country when you you listen to that stuff. He's got the fiddle and the 
uh, accordion and stuff. So, man, if that, if that stuff came out today, that would be classed as country. So we played a lot of Mellencamp and Tom Petty and, and uh, you know, Credence and stuff like that to, to fill the setup as well. And I feel that that stuff is is very country. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I've had a couple of country um, country western music uh, from, from Newcastle and from Australia, and I'm always interested uh, to ask him about how country and western music has sort of changed because you've got your diehard fans that, that like that traditional sort of style of country and western, and, and then as, as it progressed, started to become very very pop like you mm-hmm. know taylor swift and so so yeah. what, what is your opinion on that like uh, where do you sit on that like it, i've got a friend uh, tina martin i don't know if you know her I know she, tina, yeah. yeah tina yeah. so i went to school with tina and um i had her on the podcast and asked yeah. her that question and she was one of those people that was very traditional country and then all of a sudden you know all these other bands uh country western were like sort of turning very pop and it yeah. wasn't even country and no. she was sort of stuck in that middle. So what's your opinion on, on, on that? I mean, I, I, I am not a huge fan of modern country music. Uh, uh, 10, 15 years ago, there, there was kind of a change and I, I thought it was, was kind of cool. Guys like Jason Aldean were coming out and it was a bit more rocky. Yes. Um, it's, it's gone pretty pop these days and i'm not i'm not a huge fan of of the of the new stuff i can appreciate it but i i still i love the 90s traditional brooks yes brooks and dunn and i still listen to you know mel haggard george jones and all that older country stuff as well but i don't really listen to a lot of new country yes Um, i prefer yeah i don't want to be that guy that's you know bagging out on the on the new country oh, but, of course not of course not but i i like you it. stick to it you stick sound, to your guns. sound pretty country you know yes so uh 2012 i've got here that crazy tonight was released now was th- that wasn't the ep was it or was that, that was the, the first ep yeah that was the first ep was the first right yeah so, so i wrote wrote all those songs on that that record like just kind of um well that ep um leading up to the to release and stuff so do you yeah. still play do you still play songs off that ep now and you said there's two songs on that ep that we we do play one's called my hometown and we actually re-recorded that um because it was one of my favorite songs that I've, I've written and i was never really happy with the as i said that first ep we we didn't spend a lot of money on it, it was <laughs> yes. very very basic because we never thought it was gonna kind of blow up like it did in, yes. in a way um so we we re-recorded that one and there's another so- song called long way down which is a very country and we re-recorded that and put it on our first full-length album which is a couple of years later so we still play those especially my hometown because we released that as a single as one of our probably uh best charting kind of songs as well right and right. um that's still still in the set so yeah. that's good that's good to hear and well, you, you said that it, it, it took uh, like two two years to release a full-fledged album. Why was that? Was it just because you were touring, just playing as many gigs as you could? Yeah, we're just kind of getting the name out there. So we, uh, I guess the next year we put out another EP. Yes. Was this dance like 
there's no yep no one's watching that's the one right yep. 2014 so it's the second 14. ep yep so, so that's an EP, another six songs i think on that so uh, so having two eps then uh, it's starting to get like a little bit more serious than just like playing a show on a sunday afternoon yeah yeah so you started to progress and uh, started to get – was this management now coming into this? Like, yeah, we had management and stuff like that at the time. And um, hmm. I guess we were doing a lot of, you know, bigger festivals and, and getting better time slots on those festivals and stuff like that. So the, the natural progression was to, to put out a, a full-length album. And we were probably making a little bit more money. We could afford to do that as well. So right. um, we we spent a, a, a bit more money on that one and – so and, and speak so speaking of that like were you able to do this as a full-time job at that stage or were you still all still working full-time uh no i think i was full-time with the band then i'd right. i'd finish crawling through roofs and selling guitars so <laughs> um yes i mean it's, it's like any business you have good good weeks and bad weeks but um yes. uh, yeah i've the the band I've been kind of full time with Viper Creek now since I guess around that time that first album came out. What was that? Was it 2014? Yes. Kicking up dust. So yeah. So the release. Of, let's talk about that. The release of the first full album. So was this like a combination of the two EPs, or was it like a full brand new material? Two. We the two songs we re-recorded from the first EP, but the rest were new new songs so there was eight, 10 songs on the record and eight new ones and two re-recorded i guess at that stage we'd kind of worked out how the country music scene worked a yes. little bit as well so i um uh, i did a bit of bit of co-writing on that that album i wrote a song with morgan evans and mm. a couple with, with troy camp and and uh morgan had been spending a lot of time in nashville by that stage already and um i needed a ballad we didn't have it like a ballad on the record and he gave gave me a song that he wrote with some people in nashville to, to record for the the record so there's some stuff on there that i did the, the first album was the first time we'd released stuff that i actually hadn't written right and, um and, and that's kind of that's the way it works in country music like um yes it's People aren't don't seem to be as precious about writing the song. They just want the best song. It doesn't matter if they've got their name on it or not. So yeah, the first record I did a bit of writing for it, but a, a few of the songs were were sourced from Nashville writers and. So this yeah. started uh, took you on like a a bit of a tour as well. Uh, so you had your record label, you had management booking your shows, or were you still still booking your shows at that time? Uh, no, we had a, an agent that was that was booking our shows, and we we did a couple of little tours and stuff like that. But it was at, uh, a lot of festivals. I think we launched that record at the at CMC Rocks Festival, right. which used to be at the Hunter used to be here yes. in, in our own backyard. And I think I can't remember who was on the bill that year. It was like Toby Keith or Tim McGraw or someone. I think it was so we launched the the record that that week up yeah, there, right. which was which was fun. Did you also this was this like going up to the the music festival Tamworth Music Festival as well? Yeah, we we used to we we do fifteen or sixteen shows over the ten days. Wow, like crazy! And if you've ever been to Tamworth, it's it's very hot. It's um yeah, 
you know, 35 to 40 degrees most days. So you're playing a three-hour show and you finish and you feel like death and then you got to get up and do it, <laughs> do it the next day. <laughs> so we do 10 full shows and then appearances like some a couple of songs at a radio station or a couple of songs at a shopping mall or whatever to yeah. to promote the show so and it, it was it was a lot of fun to to do it but I don't I couldn't do that anymore yeah <laughs> I'm too old to to do that yeah the old, the old legs wouldn't uh hold me up that long <laughs> uh, I, I read somewhere uh, online that uh you you would probably do maybe one or two ticketed shows this yeah, way, that's what yeah. we're kind of doing now. The last yeah. four or five years has just been ticketed shows. So we've literally a couple of times just drove up to Tamworth, done the show, turned around and come back home. But for people but, that haven't actually been up there, you know, tell us what the experience like of, of having like a weekend up there. I mean, you know, I went up there a couple of years ago and it was – you know, I'm not the biggest country and Western fan, yep. but I, I, I definitely respect it. And it's not just country and Western no, music, not. right? Yeah. No, not at all. There's, um, there's all kinds of music and it's, yes. it's everywhere. Every, every bar, every club uh, has music on like from 10 in the morning till 2 a.m. I don't know what it, I think it's, it's still the biggest music festival in the uh, southern hemisphere, I, I believe. It's uh, I and think the longevity it's, as well. It's been going for such yeah, a long time. Yeah, forty years, I think. Yeah, years, I think it was supposed to be this year. Is the was the anniversary maybe, or next year is one or the other. But um, yeah, right. uh, it, it truly is. It's it's amazing. It's a really great time. I've had we've had some of the best gigs we've ever played up there. Like it's. There's just some kind of vibe, and it's it is, and, yes. and everybody's there. The whole country music industry, like they're, they're all there for for the week, and hmm. you'll be just running into people left, right, and center, and That's you know right. you, you drink yeah. way too much beer and <laughs> stay out way too late. But if 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 anyone's there that's ever thought about doing it, definitely uh put it on yeah. your bucket list because it's a it's it is a great time. Definitely. Yeah. I remember, you know, uh, on a, in a, in a tent on a farm, oh. and uh, you know, just seeing people just busking on on the on the road and just yeah. enjoying music and just having a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, I, I'm definitely with you. So yeah, it's good, good fun. So I read here that uh, Kicking Kicking Up Dust uh, debuted at number two in the Aria charts. That's an amazing achievement. Like, yeah. How did you feel about, about this, like your first album with the band? and I actually, I remember we had a, a manager at the time. We were actually uh, backstage at CMC Rocks, I think, or we might have been in the VIP bar, and he was getting the numbers through at the time. And he was he told us, he's like, oh, you, your album's number two on the country Ari charts. And we're <sighs> like, it was, yeah, it's, it's a pretty it's a great feeling. And then you, then the charts come out on Monday and you can go online and have a look and you see your album right there underneath Keith Urban or something. It's wow. uh, like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really cool feeling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amazing. So then, uh, two more years after that, I mean, you did uh, lots of touring and also says here that you're the guest host of the country music awards as well. Was that a little bit later on or was that in that period? Uh no, we never guest hosted the Country Music Awards. Is that? Uh no, um, uh, CMC, you you were the guest guest host. 
Nah, nah. No? I don't know who's making up that. Internet Morgan hosted what? it. Mor- Morgan oh, hosted right. it a couple of times, so maybe we get the the Newcastle crew thing. But um, we went, we we got nominated for quite a few CMC awards. I think we were nominated for five or six over the years. We ne- we never picked one up with Viper Creek, but I I I did win one eventually with. With a little side project I had with with Kempy called Tailgate Drive, so we won right. we won a CMC award for that, which was pretty cool. And 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 speaking of that, like you were saying, how the person said that the country music scene in Newcastle is not very good. They used to have those uh, gigs up up in the Hunter Valley all the time. Yep. Now I've been told that it's moved to Brisbane. Yeah, the CMC Rocks Festival uh, mm. moved moved to Brisbane. I I just don't think um, it was a financial decision. I think, uh, and and and, there's, and no, look, there's Queensland's the place for it because there's there's a lot of country music fans in Queensland. We I think not last year, the year before, it felt like every second or third weekend we were flying to Brisbane to play some festival. So. Yeah, unfortunately we lost it to Queensland that festival. It, it was great out here, but yes. definitely it blossomed and, and grew massive up there. So they did the yes. right thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure there's lots of Newcastle uh, people going up there, uh, you know, yearly to to rock out as well. So totally, absolutely. 2016, uh, two years, uh, you know, full of touring, and you bring out uh, Just Press Play. You know, what was the sort of focus for, with this album? Were you trying to sort of continue uh, what you've been doing or were we trying to sort of mix it up with this one? This album, we were going for a, a more polished kind of um, vibe. Right. And I, I actually went through a, a bit of a, a lineup change in between that album and mm. the, that, the Just Press Play record, like a complete lineup change. And, wow. um, and that album was actually... A lot of work was done on that in Nashville as well. Like a lot of, um, basically, on that record, the only thing that was recorded in Australia is my vocal. The rest was all, um, right. Yeah, at the time, my band uh, had just kind of started with me, so I, all the musicians on that record are all Nashville session guys. So I'm I'm just singing on that record. It's not actually my band playing on it, right. which is that's how things work sometimes in, yeah, right. in the industry. Um, so we were going for a very kind of polished modern Nashville sound on that record. I, I still really like the production and and the the sound of that album um, to this so day. That, did that take a long time to to record? You know, um, doing doing it in separate countries and or separate times man these guys over there are just professional phenomenal yeah yes they i've been told get, that yeah yeah they just get the song and and they'll play their parts and they'll give you a couple of options for for guitar solos and you'll get it back and you're like that's the best guitar solo i've ever heard <laughs> and then you'll play the next one and like oh, that's a great great solo too so you got to yeah choose which one's right but the, yeah they're they're amazing the guys yes the session guys in Nashville and, and some of those guys on that record are, you know, Reba McIntyre's band. It's wow. Luke Bryan's uh, guy, guitar player and stuff on it. So, um, 
there's some some heavy hitters on that that album. Yeah, right. So you said you had a brand new lineup. W- were these guys from Nashville, or did you get the guys back here in Australia? Yeah, no, they're they're all um they're all guys that I've kind of known around here. But um, I think at the time we were, we were touring a lot, and the guys, the original Viper Creek um, members were, were all having families, and we did a right. we did a couple of weeks in America, and and before we left to do that, we we played on a cruise ship. So like here, we did country cruising. Yeah. We, we were away for nearly a month, all wow. up, and the guys were away from their families, and I think um it just became a bit too much for yes. for a couple of them and um yeah the, like like everything it, it it's not never good at the time and it was it was a tough thing to go through but we're like um the other side of it we're all mates again we still we catch up they play and they do what they want to do they're not co- committed to one single act they'll be playing with different artists and I'll catch up with them at festivals and and stuff like that, and there's no hard feelings. It was just I was wanting to go harder and further and and do as much as we can. And those guys were kind of just happy to to play once or twice yes. a month and that. So yeah, you you're, so, either, you're either in or out, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um uh... so it was a brand new um lineup um for for just press play, mm. and that was five years ago now. So the the guys that are in the band now have been been with me longer than than anyone really right. so yeah and, and what did they bring into the band music did it change the style the style that you were doing like um kind of um but a when, bit more when you when you bring when you do change any member of the band things are going to change um yes but uh, the beauty i had was um i got to kind of hand pick these guys and like it was kind of like a dream lineup because it, it was i just went through them Thought if I could have any guitar player in Newcastle, who would I have? And I'd wow. met, I'd met Jeremy at Billy Hyde's. He was a young uh, guy doing his HSC, and he'd come in and pick up the guitars. And I'm like that, that little guy's great, and he and he loved Keith Urban as well. So I knew he could play that kind of style that I wanted. I'd seen Ruben, my bass player, play around town for years, and just yes. knew he was solid. And and um, the drummer at uh, Brad, I'd seen him since he was 18 and just watched him kind of turn into a powerhouse drummer so i got to kind of choose the lineup i i wanted and um yeah being going really good so good. you went on tour it was a huge tour for this one because the next one next album didn't come out to 2019 so down here you did a tour of nashville uh, so tell us about that. I want to I, I want to talk about that. Uh, it says here the Triple A tour. Ah, okay, okay. That's so. My friend owns a tour company, so we had this idea of um, you know, maybe we could take a tour group to Nashville, and so we had a couple of meetings, and and I I know there's some other tour companies that do the same thing, but because I'd been to Nashville ten or twelve times. I kind of knew what those tours were missing out on. I was like, I, if I was on that tour, or if I went to Nashville on a tour, what would I want to see? Yes. So I kind of knew or helped put the itinerary on. together for that for that tour and and stuff like that. So um yeah, so Troy Kemp, who's who's my uh, mate, we we ran the tour 
together, the two of us and and my mate Nathan, who owns Soundmart Tours, is the tour company. Um, and we took we took 40 people over on our the first year, which was 2018. Right. 2019, I think we took 60, a group of 60. And 2020, we had over 100 people booked to go to Nashville for the CMA Fest. And, um, of course, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that didn't happen. But, um, rescheduled? yeah, it's, it's, we've rescheduled, but uh, rescheduled to 2021, but that ain't going to happen either. So, um, uh, yeah, looking right. for 2022, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's a great, fun trip. It's just party central, like it's uh, and Nashville when the country music festival on, it's much like Tamworth, everybody's there, so you can pretty much see whoever you want because they're all there in town for the for the festival. It's, it's a great week. Absolutely. And then uh, the last album that come out is 2019, debuted number one in the Aria charts. Another amazing achievement. Uh, beautiful destruction. Mm-hmm. So uh, three years this took now to from from the from the last album. So it was just you know having time to sort of after the busy schedule of touring was then time to just relax and then focus on some writing some new material. Yeah, I think, uh, and I think it was just more a strategic thing with that. The album was recorded a long time before it was released. Right. We just dropped. Uh, we we were working with a, a marketing team and and they had a grand plan. I was like, just get it out, it's done, <laughs> like get it out, so we can play the songs. And and um, the marketing team wanted to drop two singles before the, oh, the yeah. record. So I I guess there was. Easily six months before the record kind of came out, that it was it was finished and and ready to go. So it's that anxious wait for it to come out. But yeah, far out. That's that's been two years, right, since that that came out. That's there. right. Yes, it was crazy. And, yeah, as I said, debuted at, at number one again. Mm-hmm. You just do you just get used to that? You know, just coming out bringing out an album and then all of a sudden it just comes on one in the charts uh i don't think you ever you don't get used to it it's um <laughs> it's always a nervous wait and have we you know have we sold enough copies or you yes. know how sales going and and stuff and and has keith urban got an album out because you got to <laughs> trying to compete with him off and that's always hard to do <laughs> but um yeah it, it's it's always a, a great feeling to to get any kind of chart, especially ARIA charts, um, yes. to get a, a good position. Yeah. And speaking of, speaking of Keith Urban, I, I saw there's a video there. You got up and played with him on a radio show. Yeah. I've actually – like, I've met Keith quite a few times over the Sorry. years. And yeah. um, and I actually – I gave him a copy of, of our record, Just Press Play. The next time I saw him, he actually – rattled off his two favorite songs from the record so wow i was like i was kind of blown away so he he kind of knows who we are i guess in a way like when i i, I he came to newcastle and played a show when was it early 2019 and mm. i got to go backstage and have a chat to him and i walked through the door and he kind of he recognized me and stuff so that's always cool when you're your idol yeah absolutely knows who you are yeah i've got i got to uh sing with him it was a 
I don't know what it was, Triple M or something like that brought him out for, yes. a, for a radio thing in Sydney, and and we got tickets to that, and he kind of called me up to uh, to sing a bit of the song, and I was so nervous. <laughs> my vo- for the first two lines, if you listen carefully, my voice is just doesn't want to work. Right. And the, I could hear the nerves in there, but but I got through it in the end, and and it was I. I just thought I'm going to enjoy this because it's not every day Keith Urban's playing guitar for you. That's right. So, um, yes. Yeah, and that, that turned into a big thing. Uh, Brove McManus was there because I guess he was Triple M at the time, and then had me into the studio the next day and, and interviewed me about Keith yes. and, and stuff like that. So that was that was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also saw like watching some of your um, live film film clips as well. You have the didgeridoo, yeah. And Australia, Australian girls, the yep. singers, the singers. yeah. Yeah. So, so Ruben's uh, Aboriginal and he plays the the didge really well. It's kind of a, a really cool part of our set. People people love it. Yeah. And you know that because as soon as he starts to blow on that thing, the phones come out. So all oh, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've been up here singing my ass off. Yeah. All night. No one's pulled a phone out, and he blows in a stick. <laughs> and the phones come out. No, I'm only joking. It's it's very cool. It's um it's good good part of our set and people love it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. All right, Damien. So let's get close to to wrapping it up here. So we we could talk. I know it's been very brief over your career, but um, you know, what advice would you give to you know an inspiring musician? Uh, locally or internationally, that picking up a guitar for the first time, you know, what what advice would you give to them? Just do it. If you love it, do it. I mean, uh, I kind of feel like I never had a, a choice to uh, be a musician. It was just it was something that was ingrained in me. I I really don't have many other interests outside of music everything i do every holiday i go on and all all, it's always around music i just (laughs) i love it you know do and do if you love it do it because the joy you're going to get from from playing an instrument um is going to beat everything you know you'll never get a yeah the feeling of playing your instrument is just the the best feeling ever and if you get people yeah, and then the friendship as well. I mean, yeah. you know, the musical, you know, the people of all different styles of music and, you know, they all gel together. So Totally, yeah. totally. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all of my friends are musicians. I just, that's kind of who I hang yeah. out with. Like, so. Absolutely. All right. And tell us, you've got, like we said at the start, uh, you've got lots of gigs coming up. You've got the cruise. But, you know, what does the future hold for Damien Bagley? So I, I don't think we're going to do an album this year. Like we we probably due for one. We we lost a year of of touring and lost a year of revenue on on the last yeah. record. So I think we're just we're just we've actually put together a, a new show for this year because so I can't sit at home again <laughs> this year. So we're thinking what can we do without having new music out? What can we do if we've got to go do shows where it's kind of socially distanced and people have to sit down. So I had this idea of playing, doing a, a concept show with the Viper Creek band, but playing all Australian music. 
So we've done a couple of it's called the Made in Australia show. So we're playing, you know, Ice House and Goanna and In Excess. Nice. And then we're doing like Lee Kernigan's, your Adam Brands and your John Williamson's and throwing in the country stuff as well. Yes. Kind of, I, I just felt like we're very lucky to, to live in Australia. What better way to, to celebrate living in the, the greatest country in the world is to go out and do a few shows with that. And then we're, we're playing our, we so we do the Made in Australia set and then we play eight or nine of our own songs at the end. Then we finish with a, a, an Aussie classic. Um, so we've been doing a few of those shows this year. So we've got, got a few of those coming up, touring and trying to get out and play where we can. I think we're just going to drop a couple of singles this year. I've got a couple of um, things that probably going to record in the next couple of months and just put them out. And um, But until we can kind of get back to some kind of normal and we can tour and promote a record how it's supposed to be done then it just feels kind of pointless to, to put out a 10 track album at the moment so absolutely yeah a couple of singles yeah. and some shows so that's what this year's gonna be for us i think sounds good just wanted to just uh go back on, on one thing i wanted to talk about um i'm always interested to find out on your opinion on the on the newcastle music scene you we were saying like in the the mid 90s it was Pumping yeah. 2021, not so much. Uh, yeah, I guess. What, what's, what's your sort of opinion on that? I mean, it's it's. I guess it's been a while since we've had a big band like Silverchair or the Spoon mm. Jets. But I, I guess Morgan's doing pretty well for himself yes. in, in 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 Nashville at the moment. So he's kind of the the guy uh, flying the Newcastle flag for us at the moment. There's some great new artists coming through. Some great young guys around town that are um that doing some really good stuff and country uh, country style yeah there's some good great good. great country like old country i mean Catherine Britt, who lives yes. here in town she's she's uh mentoring a lot of young artists and and stuff like that yeah there's a, had, there's a there's a Chris, we had christy nice james on there a couple of months ago oh sorry we had christy james a couple of months ago yep. as well she's she's helping out the newcastle scene as well so totally yeah. A, I think um, we're about to see some some great stuff come come out of Newcastle again. We've just got to get great. through this COVID stuff. That's it. And hopefully more venues, uh, you know, can open up and support the sort of the original uh, music scene. Um, yeah, because yeah, there's always music, good music coming out of Newcastle. Yeah, 100%. Always. It's the greatest city in the world. Come Absolutely, on. come on! I, I miss it so much. I miss it so much. It's, oh, uh, yeah, summertime there. <laughs> all, all right, Damien. Uh, like to finish off, I just like to ask some very, very uh, quick questions. Uh, get give me your top two or three favorite of all time as of today. Okay. All right, let's do it. First one, your top three favorite bands as of today. The Beatles. I'm a, I'm a massive U2 fan. I love yes. U2. I'm, I'm going to say Bon Jovi. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a huge. Me too. Bon Jovi fan and and a massive fan of, of John and you know he's he's stood the test of time and still killing it. So. How many music sort of genres he's sort of gone through and still totally, man. Totally. still pumping and, out and, really good music. And, and to me, a lot of that Bon Jovi stuff sounds kind of country as well mm-hmm. i mean they did a country they did a record in in nashville called lost highway and it's one of my favorite yes. albums of the time 
some of those songwriting on there are all just the the bee's knees from nashville so that's yeah yeah Yeah. cool uh top three favorite uh movies movies all right pulp fiction oh classic seven yes one of my favorite movies of all time and it's got to be a musical in there surely (laughs) what about greece i've got to say greece Grease! Oh, yeah. nice one. I yeah. like it. You're saying that you're not much outside of music, but uh, your three favourite sporting teams. Right. Well, I've got to say Newcastle Knights, otherwise. Come I'm on. So, <laughs> and I guess in in the like I, I used to play a, a bit of basketball back in the day, so I was a you know a Chicago Bulls and LA oh, Lakers yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I'll have to say the Tennessee Titans too. I've got to go All with right. the yes. football, the Nashville football team. So, and tell us, you know, besides Newcastle, what are your like two or three favourite uh, places to cities in Australia to play at? Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you, we just did a show on the weekend in Canberra. We've never played Canberra before. We played a couple of festivals around that area, and I was surprised how many people actually came out and knew who we we were so canberra was a was a was a great uh great show uh on the weekend so canberra's one of my favorite places at the moment yeah, it's right. fresh in my mind yeah and uh i mean yeah it's always fun to go to queensland and play because the country music fans up there yeah. so anywhere in queensland really is, is a good time we, we do a couple of great festivals like the the gimpy master we play that a lot in the uh, Groundwater Country Music Festival on on the Gold Coast. Like that's the, some of the greatest gigs we've we've played are, are there. Like just in the middle of surf parade with the the buildings all around you, and the, the sound bouncing back at you from the the building, and you know a couple of thousand people in front of you. It's it's always a good time. Yes, sounds like some pretty good places up in Queensland. They like their totally. country. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. And a uh, final one. Who is your biggest uh, inspiration slash hero? It's, I mean, I've got to say Keith, really. Um, when I first, like, I, I first um, heard of Keith when he was in a band called The Ranch. Um, so back in the early '90s, when he first moved to Nashville, and and that record, that first Ranch album, I still listen to that. He's an amazing guitar player. Phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I don't think people realise just how good a guitar player yeah. is. He's phenomenal. But that first record that he put out there kind of um, summed up, you know, what I wanted to do. Like it was – there was all kinds of different infused uh, styles of music on that, that album. And, it, it, I mean, it was it was pretty country. When you listen to it now, it's, it's pretty country. But back in the day it was like – it was groundbreaking. You yes. know, like it was – I think they they called some of the songs funk tree like it was, they're kind of funky and ah. there's some rocky stuff on there and and that so he, like Keith has kind of um, been the guy for me that's set the benchmark of you know what you want to do and where you can go with country music. Absolutely, that's a great answer. Yeah. All right, Damien. Uh, and uh, is there anything that you want to promote? Any websites? Any sort of uh, shout outs you want to give? Uh, come visit on our on our Facebook page. We're pretty active on there, and um, 
yeah, the vipercreekband.com.au is the is the website. I've been we've been pretty slack about updating the gigs because uh, you know we don't know if they're going to go ahead from week to week at, at the yes. moment. So, uh, but I will start to uh, get that all updated and some shows. And uh, if we come to your area, we'd love love to see you guys. And you've got one coming up soon at the football field at yeah. Charleston. Yeah, so that's going to little festival. Uh, just at Charleston's the first time they've done it there. Um, and that's so awesome. um, I've kind of they've kind of asked me to to find some acts to uh, put on oh. for the day. So I've yeah I've found like six or seven of my you know friends and guys that I that I enjoy playing with as well. So um, it should be a fun day. Uh, hopefully the weather's going to be kind to us. It's been a little bit rainy this week on and off, but um. It was raining this morning. There's a beautiful blue sky outside at the moment. So who knows? We're fingers crossed for some good weather this weekend. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. Absolutely. Well, all the best, Damien. You're waving the flag for country and Western music, uh, not only uh, in Newcastle but in Australia. Uh, keep making people happy and uh, all the best for the future with writing new music. Thank you so much for having me, Craig. It's been a lot of fun, man. No worries. Okay. Thanks for your time, Damien. She's back. Okay. Bye-bye. Pretty as a roadside desert flower Shines like a star in a darkest hour Cool like a summer shower Australian girls Sweet like the smell of sugar cane Draws you in like a campfire flame Willing, wild and untamed They know what they want And they know how to get it They live in love with all they got Under the Southern Cross You ever need a kiss From a lips you won't forget it Jockey, win the race, the mother, 
just having to see the lawyer making a change the surgeon saving the day the politician leading the way the ceo running the place the soldier Hi, I'm Nigel the Shanghai Psychic. I can tune into your loved ones in the spirit world, but I can also tune into you, tell you about your path and the choices that you need to make and need to know. I'm currently giving 30% discount on all Tell Craig Your Story listeners. Just use the code Tell Craig Your Story for 30% off your first psychic reading with me online at Nigel the Shanghai Psychic.